Hey, football fans. I don't know about you, but I have been waiting for football season since February, and it's back with Hard Knocks coming at you right now. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. We've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers featured this year, this season, season 12, episode 1 on Hard Knocks. My name is Lindsay Wegner. You guys can find me on all things social media. Tweet me at Lindsay Wegner. That's L-Y-N-D-S-E-Y-W-E-G-N-E-R. Let's talk about football. It's back. I've been waiting since the Super Bowl. I always look forward to it. And it's back. Here we are talking all about Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year. And it's always interesting to come into the season and wonder, are you going to like the team? Are you going to get involved? Do you have any connections to it? And every season doesn't disappoint. It brings you right back in. It brings a hold, takes a hold of you, and you're back into the series. And here we are talking about Tampa Bay. And just in case you guys don't know, I'm a huge football fan. I'm from Wisconsin. I've been a Packer fan since Don Mikowski was the quarterback back in the day. I've been on the season ticket waiting list since I was nine years old. And thanks to Aaron Rodgers, I may never get season tickets. But that's a good problem to have. I was a high school and college football cheerleader. I've been on the sidelines. I've been in the action. There's nothing like it. And we're diving right into it here today. Focal players that we are going to be seeing for the next four weeks are going to be the face of the franchise, Jameis Winston. Of course, our QB. He graduated, or he didn't even graduate. He got drafted sophomore year after winning the Heisman Trophy, the youngest player to win the Heisman Trophy. In 2013, he got drafted to Tampa Bay. He was also, if you guys didn't know a little tidbit of information, he was drafted in 2012 by the Texas Rangers to play baseball, but he turned it down. So the guy is an athlete all around. Speaking of Heisman Trophy, another Heisman Trophy winner came from Bessemer, California, uh, Alabama, and that was Bo Jackson. Uh, he came from there too. Also played baseball. Hmm, coincidence? I think not. Uh, so we've got him. He's going to be the number one player we're going to see all season. He's young. He's excitable. He's charismatic. We see him go back home and see the humble beginning that he came from. Sleeping three people in one bed, having to go outside to the bathroom if the plumbing wasn't working. I mean, this guy. He didn't have an easy life, and he totally came out of it and is just doing something wonderful, especially when we see him later on talking about his charity and doing his football camp, the Dream Forever football camp, which we'll get to more on later. Another big player we're going to be seeing this season is Deshaun Jackson, who came most recently from the Redskins, but previously had played for the Eagles. Huge fantasy football player, guys. And you all know that last year he was playing for Jay Gruden at the Redskins. We have Coach John Gruden from the 2001 Super Bowl that the Tampa Bay won 15 years ago with John Gruden as the head coach. They haven't been to the playoffs in 10 years. 
We're hoping, and I'm thinking it might be possible to see them in the playoffs this year. They had a 9-7 and record last season, so I feel like they can definitely improve upon that. They've got a better defense. They've got some great players, great wide receivers, and I think that it's going to be a really, really positive season. They picked up Deshaun Jackson for $33.5 million contract, and he is going to be playing right next to Mike Evans, the other wide receiver. Very different players. Mike Evans, 6'5", Deshaun Jackson's 5'10". But you've got this height and this body on Evans, and he's still super agile. And he was playing with Deshaun Jackson on his Madden football team back in the day. So he was really looking forward to Deshaun Jackson joining them at Tampa Bay. Um, And Deshaun Jackson brings explosiveness. He brings a lot to the team as well. Another big player we're going to be seeing is Gerald McCoy, the defensive tackle. And right away from the beginning, we see him with his family at home. He's getting his kids ready for bedtime. And we forget that these guys have lives outside of the football field and that they have families to go home to. And it's really nice when you see somebody bringing it all back to the family and taking care of his kids and playing with them and stuff. It's such a like heartwarming moment. And I love seeing those moments. I feel like last year, we kind of had a lot of a lot more family and a lot more fun and less focus on football and that could be why their record last year was saying uh, the Los Angeles Rams were four and 12. It just was not a good season for them and let's hope this year we've got the focus on the football, the focus on the players and on the big plays and we'll see them go into the playoffs maybe even get to the Super Bowl. Um, we also can't forget that Gerald McCoy won, uh, was selected for the Pro Bowl five consecutive times. I mean, this guy's, this guy's huge on the team. You guys already know that. You don't need me to tell you that. Um, up and coming players, we've got Riley Bullough, who's an undrafted rookie linebacker, and uh, he's on the bubble. And I was a little concerned when I saw uh, Coach Cutter talking about how he's always talking. He's always on the field. And I thought this was going to be a negative and it's a positive. He complimented him saying he's a really good leader, a natural born leader. He wants to communicate with the players. He wants to know what's happening. He wants them talking so that they're making these plays. Uh, So he's going to be somebody to uh, look up to. And he kind of reminded me of Tyler Starr from a few seasons back. Uh, We've also got Jeremy McNichols, a rookie running back who came from Boise, uh, but was wide receiver there. And while he's looking promising, he's also got some confusion on the field. The big story about him is that Snoop Dogg is his mentor. (laughs) And I mean, to be perfectly honest, Snoop Dogg was a little bit more exciting than Coach Cutter in this episode. And I'm hoping that we're going to get a little bit more of Coach Cutter's personality than we did this episode. He's a little bit on the boring side compared to some of the big personality and loud and boisterous coaches we've had in the past. Uh, But uh, we've got him talking to Snoop and Snoop reminding him that this is obviously bigger than college and it's not just a physical game. It's a mental game and you got to get your head, you got to get your head and your mind in it and get that strong too. Not just physically strong, not just physically built, but your mind and everything mental in it as well. Um, 
Coach Cutter came from Boise as a coach, then went to ASU. He was the offensive coordinator for the Jacksonville Jaguars, Atlanta Falcons, and Tampa Bay. And then in 2016, he took the position of uh, 2015 took the position of head coach. We actually had Mike Smith, who's now the defensive coordinator for Tampa Bay. He took that position in 2016. They were working together in Atlanta um, a couple seasons ago. Big thing about the season is that they're working on the renovations for the training facility. And it's going to be finished by the time the regular season starts. But the juxtaposition between that and our special teams coordinator, Nate Katzer, who reminds the players, let's look at all these people out here, the construction workers. They are all required to finish this job. This is a team effort. And that's the same thing they're going to be doing. They're going to be working together as a team. That's the only way to win games as a team. Everybody's important. Everybody needs to be on the field doing their jobs, doing their best, and they'll succeed that way. Uh, we did see a little bit about of uh, John Gruden, who uh, they had a ring of honor ceremony. They're prepping for that, and it has been 10 years since they made the playoffs and 15 since they won a Super Bowl. Um, first week, we're already getting cuts, and they're showing a montage of Coach Cutter looking at the depth charge, who he's moving around, where he can put people, where he can bring somebody stronger up, where they can lose some people. And the big thing I noticed from that scene was actually Pat Tillman's jersey um, on the side, which you guys know that he uh, left the NFL in 2012 after the September 11th attacks and went to Afghanistan and was actually killed in friendly fire. Um, but I loved, I loved that. He played at ASU far before Coach Cutter was there coaching, but Really neat to see him honoring uh, Pat Tillman. And uh, another cute little moment aside from uh, Gerald McCoy coming into the hotel at the beginning of the episode in his kimono because him and his wife had been in Japan. We also see Jameis Winston excited about the Marriott Rewards points. And these are things that I love to see as someone who shops at a grocery store. You should have a grocery card. If you do not have a grocery card and you are not earning points and saving money, You've got too much money to be spending. And even Jameis Winston is earning points at Marriott, so you can be doing it too. Uh, the He had a, a meeting with the coach, and they're talking about him as a player. He's got the arm of a closer, the feet of a dancer. I can 100% agree with that, especially when they mentioned that he reminded him a little bit of Aaron Rodgers. Not so much Tom Brady, but Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers can scramble for the play. He makes those big plays. He runs. He does it. He does it all. He's got the arm. And he definitely could could be working up to up to the status of Aaron Rodgers, but he's got some big competition with Drew Brees, Cam Newton, and um, Matt Ryan in the NFC South. So he's not gonna get any easy, any easy games here. He is the face of the franchise. Everyone wants to hear what he has to say. And he runs this Dream Forever football camp where he actually brings up a girl, the only girl at the camp, and says that they all must lead by example. It is a team game. And you have to make your teammates look good because they'll make you look good. Lead by example. Dream big. The learning never stops. I think we can take this in any sort of career that you're in. Dream, push for it, never stop learning, always keep your mind open to new things, and you will succeed in whatever you're doing. Uh, at the end, we do see Coach Cutter kind of giving him a hard time, but he mentions that every morning he listens to motivational speaker Eric Thomas that helps him get into his game, into his mindset. We see him praying, and we see him in the gym all by himself. 
This is prepping him to be the best player that he can be. As we go back to Gerald McCoy, he talked about how every day during practice, he picks three or four guys, whether they're on the offense, whether they're on the defense, he picks three or four guys and he carries their pads in because you cannot lead until you serve. You must serve before you lead. And this is a great example of leadership. And uh, Riley Bolo, same thing. He's helping carrying the guy's stuff in. He knows that's his job as a rookie uh, to kind of get the hazing and stuff. But I love seeing Gerald McCoy doing that for the team without being asked. Uh, one person we didn't really see a whole lot of was Doug Martin until we got to the section where all the guys are singing and doing their rookie uh, songs for the team. Uh, he came up and did a moonwalk at one point uh, to Fleming singing and actually swept Evans, the safety, the rookie Evans, um, swept him off the stage because he was so bad. But we did see a good rendition from Godwin of Ain't No Mountain High Enough and from Eau Claire, their tight end, Oh Canada, Go Canada. Um, so that was kind of a cute little montage and part of the, the episode, keeping it light and fun. And the closing was all about Game of Thrones. I haven't seen Game of Thrones, so I was really happy when Fitzpatrick shushed Jameis Winston and was like, no, 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 I don't want to know. You saw the first episode, you like two and three, but I don't want to know what's going on. All the guys are into it. All the guys are talking about it. It is the new season has just started, so obviously this is why they're talking about it. And uh, next week, we're going to meet the women behind the men, behind the players. We see them. We're going to see who's vying for that kicking position, who's going to be taking over that position. And we also see an autograph signing where one of the kids doesn't even know who Jameis Winston is, and he plays it off so well. Once again, very charismatic guy. If you guys want to talk about Hard Knocks and you want to know what's going on and let me know what you think, feel free to, you know, tweet me right in the chat. Let me know what you're thinking. Give me any predictions. For me, it's too soon to predict what's going to happen. I potentially do see playoffs. Fingers crossed. We will see. You guys, if you want to tweet me and find me on all things social media, my name is Lindsay Wegner. It's L-Y-N-D-S-E-Y-W-E-G-N-E-R. Or find me on my blog at lindsaywegner.blogspot.com. We will see you next week for another amazing Hard Knocks episode. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 